it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is part of the Bombpod Media Network. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Hey, what do you call somebody that's done paranormal investigations in over 10 countries across three continents? Well-traveled. Yeah. I call that person awesome. Hey friends, welcome to Paranormal Punchers. I'm Mark. I'm Alicia. I'm Nash. And we have an exciting show for you this time. We had the distinct honor, privilege, to talk with Abigail Quinn, the Michigan psychic medium, and she dropped some knowledge on us, some crazy stories, uh, and has planted seeds in our heads for future topics, Mm -hmm. for reading material. Uh, You know, I'm going to just get your quick impression, guys, here before we jump into that. Uh, but I got to tell you, just I want to whet the appetite of the listener. Sure. Uh, first and foremost, uh, she blew my mind a couple times. Yeah. Right. Me too. When we were talking with her. Um, now, she had dropped uh, like her first uh, paranormal investigation was with this, uh, a demon called uh, the Jinn. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and as she described that, uh, I'm like, we need to talk about that as a yeah. topic. Yes, definitely. Now, what was your favorite uh, thing, Alicia? Honest, Again, tease the listeners. I know. Honestly, um, I'm having a hard time just picking out one thing because there were quite a few things that oh, She blew my mind with I sleep know. paralysis. Yeah, Her description of what happened to her. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, the whole topic about aliens, That I mean, that was super interesting. Um, people that have disappeared in the national parks, like, yeah- you're gonna have to listen to this. It's freaking amazing. I couldn't get over the the the, uh, the shape shifting cryptids. Yeah. Uh, or are they energy based, transdimensional? Um, you know, linking UFOs with transdimensional beings. We've talked about this on the show. Uh, she was talking, <laughs> yeah. and my mind was exploding as she was talking. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm sitting here wondering, like, are the listeners like? Can you guys shut up <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, just, and just, just go to the interview? Just get to the show, man. <laughs> well, if you're screaming that in your car right now yeah. or your home, wherever you listen to us, yes, we're going to cut to that interview. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Abby. Hey, friends. We are here with psychic medium Abby. She has done paranormal investigations in over 10 countries. She investigated everything from UFOs to demonic possessions. She's been a psychic meeting for 19 years plus. Abby, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Did I get all your uh, creds in there? Because you've done a lot of interesting things. <laughs> yeah, I have a really um, long list of uh, 
crazy things in places that I've been. So it's kind of a big rabbit hole with multiple offshoots of rabbit holes. So <laughs> kind of covers the whole gamut of the metaphysical realm. Now, when did you get in? When did you get into the psychic uh, that part of it, or but also the paranormal investigations? What what drew you to that? Well, honestly, um, I grew up in a Catholic background. Okay, so within a few months of joining a convent when I was eighteen, I went right from that into doing psychic reading. So it was a very large jump. Okay, um, but my background was very much non psychic in nature. It was very religious. So I, um, I opened myself up to whatever was going to come forward, but that positioned me to really be able to kind of trust the information that I was getting from all these different spirits. And that's mainly how I get everything is through spirit communication. Mm -hmm. I also specialize in like chakras and auras and energy reading. I'm very clear sentient. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with all the little uh, the, the psychic jargon or mumbo jumbo or however you want to define it. But um, I went right from starting to do readings and I was, I started them in Florida and I don't know how much you're familiar with that region of the country, but there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on there. So right <laughs> off the bat, I was asked to come out and start doing investigations. I went to um, one of the absolute creepiest places on the planet that I've ever been to of all these these countries that you name there's one place in particular I really don't want to tell you what it is simply because it's a little town and I don't want to um draw people out there and have right, right. like I, I try not to draw attention to it mm -hmm. there are a lot of are you guys familiar with like gin um like the gin and the alcohol in Islam? <laughs> oh yes yes no. oh I'm, different spelling of different gin. spelling okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yes um <laughs> These entities are everywhere. They're all over the world. Um, they shape shift. A, a lot of people, the Native Americans have different traditions, like between tribes and everything. They'll have different terms for it in like the British Isles and in uh, Scandinavia, Scandinavia, that type of thing. They'll call them fairies, elves, gnomes. I'm sure you're familiar. Well, like very familiar with those. Mm -hmm. But they're all basically describing the same thing. Well, this area in particular that I started out with is just full of gin every, every which way that you can look at it. So I kind of cut my teeth on some of the nastiest stuff out there. A lot of demonic possession, a lot of uh, poltergeist activity. Um, just, oh my goodness, you guys, I could go on and on. <laughs> but I went from there to, it, it ended up being something I was really good at. Maybe, I think I have a very, I'm kind of a type A personality. So I have a very dominant energy. And I noticed early on that I have to take other psychics with me when I do investigations because things will kind of they, they kind of hide I guess hmm. so too mean for the spirits I have to have somebody who's a little bit easier to push over but um, it, it really kind of got the ball rolling for me and any opportunity I had I went out and I I did whatever I could so now uh, I'm really curious about this uh, the story the gin your first investigation that was crazy you don't uh -huh. have to tell me where this happened but can you tell us a little bit of what you experienced uh, at this particular investigation okay well the first thing that happened after the first day I was there um, we were the other psychic that I had been working with we were followed by this uh, one of the largest entities there we were actually followed. Um, back to like a couple, well, it was, I don't know, it was about an hour drive. So, um, then it came into the house with us. You, it looked, it appears as 
like a big, dense, thick shadow in the shape of a person. You guys, I'm sure you're familiar with the different types of shadow people, the the hat man and that type of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're it was on that level. I'm very offensive, very abrasive, but as we were trying to, and this is something that a lot of psychics, I think, do, they we kind of believe what we're told because we're used to talking to higher level spiritual entities that want to give us good information. So we kind of just take the bad stuff at face value too. Well, we were told that, you know, these entities are, they were doing sacrifices at this, this church in this local town. There had been hangings. There had been, we were uh, verifiably like from different psychics, we're all being told similar things by these entities. It turns out that none of it's true, but that is one of the big problems with Jin and the shadow people is that they they like to lie about what they are so you look mm. at all these paranormal shows that are out there um where you think you're dealing with like a creepy old guy who has died and he's still you know kicking the cat and scratching and doing that thing it's not it's these other entities they come in they they take on the persona of either real people that have passed or they make stuff up and that's kind of what we were dealing with so it was a really big learning experience but a lot of the creepy stuff that went on there you would take pictures um people's people would be facing different directions than they were when the picture was taken Um, there would be apparitions of people hanging from trees there were uh, uh, let me see what was it there's a lot of things showing up in these wooden doors okay um like pictures of goats heads um blood coming like like down the walls, like staining the walls beneath the paint, a lot of just really, really creepy stuff, but things that are actually quite common and, you know, across the board throughout all history and cultures, they always are trying to do this creepy stuff. So that sounds frightening. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, as far as here in the, uh, the U S, uh, what places have you visited that, uh, you know, I mean, we talked about the, uh, Allegheny, um, lunatic asylum, asylum, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, here in Pennsylvania, we're pretty close, about an hour from the... Uh, Pen- is it Pennhurst? No. Uh, Pen- no, the uh, Eastern State Penitentiary. Yes, mm-hmm. A lot of places that we, we haven't checked out, but have, yeah. you know, they're supposed to be hot, hot spots. Have you ever been to any of these uh, local haunts close to us? You know, I haven't. Um, I've done a few in West Virginia. I haven't done any of like the the bigger name ones. I usually get called out to do like private properties. So the the people who go to like the the bigger ones, they usually have a big team with them, and it's more of a production. Mm-hmm. It's not really my function, I guess, uh, as a psychic. I mean, so I do a lot of like the helping people, the people who are desperate. So okay. that's kind of where my my main concern goes. I have done a number of hospitals and you know, different like mental institutions, that type of thing. But there's not a lot you can do with those other than be like, yep, this is pretty standard for this type of property. Mm -hmm. So now, um, you know, when you go, when you go to someone's house to help them out, you know, what's usually like the state of the homeowner. Do you have to also be there to help comfort uh, them and calm them down? And, and you do find some crazy stuff. How do you even present that to somebody that could already be freaking out a bit? Yeah. I try to be as calm as possible. When people understand that paranormal phenomena is a natural phenomena, it happens all over the world and it has been going on since the beginning of history. Um, it really, I think that in itself, just knowing that it's not totally out there, that they're not crazy, because that's the biggest thing. People don't know who to talk to. Um, I talked to actually a gentleman today. He was 
really distraught. The activity he was dealing with wasn't really bad or anything. It was one of a very, very mild case. But just knowing that there's somebody out there who knows kind of what's going on and has a lot of experience with it is, you know, obviously going to bring some solace in the situation. But most of the time, somebody, by the time they contact me, it's usually really bad. People mm-hmm. are being bitten, scratched, pushed down the stairs, bones are being broken. Um, I had a lady not too long ago. I mean, she's literally having her legs amputated because the entities are feeding on her to an extent where it's like her body can't keep up with it. So it can be very serious. Um, In those situations, my best advice is like, you need to leave immediately. Don't take your stuff, just go. And that is a really hard thing to have to tell somebody clearly, you know, we're stuff oriented. That's, we have a lot of emotional attachment to it. And it's hard for people to, to get used to the idea that your, your health and your finance, because that's really the reason why people don't leave these places. They, they put, invested their life savings into a property and they're trying to stick it out. But at a certain point, you can't recover your finances if you are actively dying. So, you know, it, right. it's, you have to strike that balance. Do you guys hear a lot about that? Um, and I, I know you do a lot of like cryptids and that type of thing. Do you guys ever have cases where you're looking into like people who are, their lives are actually in danger? I don't think we've done anything like that just yet, no. but I mean, you're definitely, uh, have me curious to really look up some more information about this well, and learn stuff. We did the, we did look at the Indiana Hill house and that was a situation where it was getting pretty nasty in there. And mm-hmm. then the house is, uh, it's no longer there now, but that was one of the cases where we came across TVs being turned around, people getting scratched and dragged and yeah. really like thrown across the room, you know. But so I'm, I'm curious, like, what is your guys' take on that? Because I can, you know, it's easy for me to tell you what I've figured out in my experience. I don't have proof for any of the things that I'm saying. But um, what do you guys think that is? Like, how did it get to that point? Well, that, that's a good question. You know, uh, it, when we were looking at the Hell House, it was it was uh, a family that had passed. Wasn't it? It was the, uh, it wasn't the Pritchards. Oh, my gosh. I'm having a hard time remembering exactly what it was. <laughs> but, it was some, but it was some family that had passed. They were hung. And, no, it was one. Are you thinking of the place in England? Yeah. With the Pritchards. Uh, is that I might be confusing the two. The the, yeah. the black monk of uh, Pontrefact. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, we that that was one of my questions that I was going to come up with. Is we were thinking it was mainly main, mainly ghosts that were doing this, but you're saying that most of the time they're not ghosts; they're the jinns that are there. Yes. Okay. So again, I can't. I don't have proof for any of this, but what I have found um, in my experience is that. A normal human spirit doesn't have the energetic ability to do the types of things that these entities are doing once you uh, you leave the body. Now, there does seem to be a layer. We could call it like a metaphysical layer, like a cast off, almost like a snake skin that's left behind when a person dies. And this yeah. is the... It's kind of like the the residual layer. This is what shows up in apparitions when you have just a residual haunting. There's nothing really intelligent going on, you know, just some stuff. Okay, these jinn entities seem to be able to at times pop into these old snakeskins and kind of puppet themselves around in in like the the suit of a formerly deceased person. And they can do a really, really good job. But these entities are 
they're not something that we normally consider spiritual. They, they're very physical. They exist in who knows what type of dimension. But um, I like to think of them more as interdimensional as opposed to something spiritual. And I think that's an issue that a lot of spiritualists haven't really, they haven't like made that leap yet, that it's not just all ghosts. You know, there's definitely something a little bit more intense that they have um, like a hold in the physical world than a normal ghost does not. Hmm. Now, in, in all your experiences, have you ever come across a shadow man, the uh, the top hat type shadow guy? Yes, I had a very close encounter with one of these things. I had, and this was before I even knew what it was. I had, it, it, it really wasn't out there yet on the internet um, at the time. So a lot of people didn't have access to the information like they do now. But I saw one in the middle of the day. It was about uh, maybe 500 feet away. It was about seven to eight feet tall, walked right across the road. Okay, like out, in, it was out in the country. It walked across, I don't know if you guys have them in Pennsylvania, but the ditches here in Michigan, a lot of them out in the country are huge. They're like, they're like 12, 15 feet deep. Wow. Um, they're very big. But uh, it walked across one of these things. It didn't, it didn't go down into it. It kind of hovered and it was, it was huge. And it was solid black, but out in the middle of like broad daylight. So, but that's the closest one. I know a lot of people who have seen it. Um, some people it was it was a positive experience negative it seems to be kind of different for everyone i didn't have any negative feelings about the one that i saw but i've interacted a lot with the gin and, and you can, honestly you guys you can make friends with those things if you wanted to people if you're familiar with like genie lore people actually put the gin into objects um and and sell them to other people or they they pass them down generationally and some of them are benevolent i mean it kind of just depends Huh, interesting. Huh. Now, was that uh, in the day or night, did you say, when you saw the Shadow Man cross? Oh, the it was broad daylight. It was oh, like geez. 2 o'clock wow. in the afternoon. Yes. Now, uh, I told this story here on, on the show a couple times, but I, I'll tell this to you and see what you think. But it was in the middle of the night, you know, months ago, months ago, maybe summertime or last winter. Yeah, I can uh, remember. But I woke up. I don't know if I was restless sleep or whatever. But I woke up, and in the corner I saw what looked like a shadow man, and it looked like he had a cloak and, and top hat on. Not, It was just more of a shadow, kind of that shadow that mm-hmm. blends into the wall. It didn't look like, it, you know, it didn't look like 3D necessarily. Uh, now I watch a lot of horror movies. Uh, I love that genre. So I'm like, ah, my brain's overactive. So I rolled over uh, to ignore it. I figured I don't want gi- to give it any of my energy and thought because I'll, I'll just right? manifest too much out right. of it. Right. Rolled over for like a minute, rolled back, and the shadow then was standing next to my wife on her side of the bed. And then again, I rolled back over and like, I am totally not going to tell her about this. <laughs> of course, eventually I did. Yeah. Now, and I've never seen that, that shadow ever again. I said, shadows, I mean, shadows are constantly uh, right. in the room from lights outside, but never that shape. So I don't know if I watched too many horror movies or if it was just maybe, uh, maybe I did see, really did see a right. shadow man. I don't right. know. Right. Did you have any feelings associated with it? No, the, well, I, it was there's a little sense of mild, you know, fear. <laughs> right. <laughs> At first, because I'm like, whoa, that that's that's too weird. Uh, again, but uh, you again, oh, paralyzed uh, with fear. No, no, uh, I was not. Uh, I don't know if it had anything to do with my restlessness. I couldn't sleep well. I don't know, but yeah, I wasn't. It was a small sense of fear because that's weird, and I I need to ignore it before I'm you know overthink it. But yeah, that was it. Nothing that. I, you know, I didn't feel like terrified. Okay. That's pretty normal with the, the hat man. Okay. Um, uh, most, 
I would have to say like your normal shadow people, especially the red eyed ones, you know, that, that hang out in the corner. People are very terrified when they see these, but the hat man kind of seems can go either way, hmm. whether or not people are, you know, they think it's something malevolent or benevolent or just kind of just there. Now, um, you know, a uh, long time ago, uh, well, maybe five, six, seven, I can't remember many years, but I, I walked into a pub to get a pint and, uh, this gentleman was sitting in the bar. He looked up at me. Older guy, he said, hey. I said, hi. I said, do you know there's three ghosts following you? And I said, no. He said, they're all benevolent. Just thought you would like to know. Have you ever uh, met anybody where you can get a sense that there are spirits that are just hanging around that maybe for good, hopefully good? <laughs> hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. You guys, I'm totally biased here because when I do my readings, everyone has spirits following them around. Right. They're, they're spirit guides. They, they so I mean, nothing prepared. You can have a few thousands. I mean, it's hard to say. If somebody's perceiving a few of them, they might be something a little bit more tangible. Uh, you know, you could have picked some up at the local cemetery on the way to the pub. You right. could have a few relatives who are trying to get a hold of you, and so they're standing out more. Okay. But everybody has tons of spirits um, coming in and out of their their personal space all of the time. Wow. Now, you know, you're a psychic, so you have, uh, you're more in tune with it. What about for people that, like me, that are not in tune with it? Is there anything we could do to kind of just, you know, relax, calm down, maybe get a sense that, you know, that what's that around us? Because I feel like some, some people are sensitive, some people are just complete bricks mm. to it. <laughs> right. 99% of the time, it just takes a little bit of long, deep breathing and directing your consciousness to it. Very rarely is somebody so blocked that they just can't pick up anything. When that does happen, it's usually because they're experiencing a loss. When you're in a grief state, your psychic centers will shut down just like most of you shuts down so that you can heal. And even very good psychic mediums have a hard time reading people that they have lost. It, it can take them a few years. So um, if it's any time um, that you are whether you want to talk to your angels or just your ancestors or just random spirits in the cemetery, whatever it may be, it's a few deep breaths. I recommend talking out loud because if you hear yourself having the conversation, it becomes very real to you. It starts to open up the, that place in your psyche and just kind of bringing it to the forefront of your mind. If it's something that you want to do on a regular basis, then by all means, talk all day out loud. Okay. Wow. Huh. It's um, real. It's very, very simple. It's net. It, it's natural for everyone. Don't let anybody tell you that psychics are gifted. Like it's just a natural part of um, being alive. Wow. Now, um, switch gears here quick because uh, I saw uh, one of the in your email. You also mentioned about uh, doing some UFO investigations. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting to see some. <laughs> some <aliens. laughs> do tell. Uh, do tell. Yeah. Any any experiences? Any anything crazy? Weird? Well, the weirdest experiences again are my own. Um, because I, I'm not just hearing it third hand, you know? So I, you guys, have you seen the big glowing orange balls of, we're not sure if they're metal. They're like, kind of look like a plasma. Do you know what I'm talking about? They'll be in a formation, but people see them all over the world. Do you know what those are? No. Well, well, we've seen like images of glowing orbs. We've seen, uh, taken in cameras. I just was watching something about uh, a cryptid, and they had actually found in some images and footage groups of glowing orbs, like off in the distance. And but I've never actually seen them with my eyes; just footage of of them. Yeah. 
Okay, these aren't. What about the what is it? The Arizona, the Phoenix Lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, okay. and yeah. Well, these if you people have seen them in daylight, it's just nobody's for whatever reason the cameras don't really convey what it is. But I've seen them very close, up to I think the closest it was probably about two hundred feet in like away and about five hundred feet um, up above me. And these these balls are bigger than, well, they're they're bigger than like an SUV, but they glow internally. They're they're silent. They're absolutely quiet. They fly in a formation. Usually, there'll be three in a triangle, and then a fourth one off, kind of up a little ways. If you get a chance, like look it up on YouTube. I'm, I'm it's hard to say what it'll be under because people call them different things. Right. But at a certain point, the orange kind of dissipates and it becomes like a metallic, almost like a plasma, like a mm -hmm. mercury type of thing to it. Um, but those are up close. The, the, you know, the closest I've been to UFOs, I have experienced a really bizarre sleep paralysis situation where I was, it was the only time I was wide awake. It was about seven thirty in the morning and I had just opened my eyes and Right at the foot of my bed through the door walked these um, five little green creatures. They didn't look exactly like um, the little, you know, the the grays, I guess you right. could say. They were weird looking, and I could see the texture on their their skin. They had, like, little kind of bumps on their head. They had, like, triangle-shaped heads. I don't know how to explain wow. it. Like, I've seen other people's pictures, but they all came around the bed, and I was in a state of terror that is not even close to anything human. I mean, it's a right. I have a suspicion that the fear that they put inside of you when they're doing the sleep paralysis has something to do with the actual whatever it is inside your brain that makes your body not be able to move. I, I have a feeling that that in itself is connected. Um, but they were looking down at me and I was at the time freaking out. This probably took place over at least a minute. So 60 seconds is an eternity when you're in this type of situation. Right. And the right. only, I kept looking around at my surroundings being like, this has to, this can't be real. It has to be a dream. But I was as awake as you guys are right now. Hmm. And the only thing that kept me kind of sane was I kept telling, I had my cat was sleeping on my stomach. And I'm like, if this was real, the cat would be freaking out. Within like, I, as soon as I came to that conclusion, they disappeared. Okay. And I could move. And it wasn't, I was always the type of person, I'm the nuts and bolts alien. Like I believe that, you know, or I did believe that Aliens probably came from outer space or, you know, maybe they traveled through different dimensions, that type of thing. But I, I always figured they were something, you know, they just had an advanced technology. Looking back on it later, after my research into interdimensional entities and the more, you know, the more experiences that I had talking to all these people from around the world, I am a firm believer at this point that what we do, what we call aliens and, you know, the djinn or fairies or whatever you want to say are all probably the same thing. I really wow. believe that a lot of our UFO encounters, if you look, they very much mirror um, the old fairy abductions um, or in, in India, like the, well, actually all over the world. There's a lot of, you know, when you look at the, the alien stories, there's always like this hybrid breeding program that's supposed to be going on sometimes they take you to the spaceship but it's got like a musty smell or a cinnamon smell yeah. um some people even report being in like a cave if i'm not mistaken um travis walton you guys know who he is right yeah um okay like even he described in his ufo experience his abduction experience that he thought that 
he was in a cave with there were other spaceships, but it seemed to be underground. And this is something that kind of goes back through all these different, you know, all different cultures all around the world being taken underground and having some sort of, for lack of a better term, like sexual assault that's being done. (laughs) So um, there is a very close connection between cryptids, I believe, and the UFO phenomenon. I think that's what it is. And if you guys, I'm sure you know, a lot of the times cryptids are are spotted, there's often a UFO sighting right around the same time. Well, you know, I always said, too, that uh, Bigfoot could possibly be an alien. So that's why it's hard to get a picture of the guy. Right. Wow, you just kind of blew my mind a little bit there with that whole... Right. Yeah, I got to process some of that. (laughs) Great. Um, Now, Lish, I know you had a question about psychic vampires. Yeah, I um I didn't get to read through the whole article that you had on your website, but I was I was curious what your thoughts are. Like, what is a psychic vampire? Like, I, I'm I'm curious. It, on some level, it can be just anybody. Okay. okay, anybody who just sucks the life out of you that you're around. You get in their presence, and you're like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like, I have to get out of here. Um, that can be considered a psychic vampire. Some people, literally, though consider themselves psychic energy vampires and they go around feeding off of each other those people are not very common so it's not really something that you have to worry about unless you're going to a lot of seminars where there's like you know classes on the occult and that type of thing you get a lot of people who enjoy stealing energy from from others but um aside from that i do it sounds so crazy and I even feel silly saying it. I do think there are actual vampires um, that run along the same lines as like Bigfoot, werewolves, dogman, mm-hmm. you know, Jersey devil. Like they're probably in the same category of some sort of interdimensional shape-shifting entity and they can take on that, that persona. So it, it's not a, as far as what a psychic vampire is, it's not just one thing. I think it can be defined, you know, it's a, it's a definition of something. That's cool. It's funny that you say that because we we had theorized uh, in some of our episodes about, you know, sources of some of these cryptids and where they came from and how they are and is there a structure to them and, and you know, what are they, where they come from. And it's, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that because that's something that we have talked about a couple different times in, mm-hmm. some, of our, in some of our shows. Are you guys familiar with David Politis' work? No. Mm-mm. He does the missing 411 books. No. Oh, I feel like I've I feel like I've heard of them. I just don't I haven't seen them. I haven't read okay. them. Yeah. I only have a couple minutes before I got to let you go, but please do me this favor. Okay, you have to look into this because it's one of the most insane things that you will ever hear. It's going to creep you right out. You're not going to be able to go into the woods. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. So all over, it's not just the United States. He focuses on North America, but it's it's a phenomenon that happens all over the world. And once in a while, once you know what to look for, you'll see the headlines. But people disappear in the National Forest. The Department of the Interior won't keep lists on any of it. The FBI, nobody has lists on the, the number of disappearances in the National Forest. It seems to happen more around granite, around boulder fields. If the bodies are ever found, they're usually found by water, but most of the times they're never found. They'll bring in the tracking dogs. The dogs lay down. There's no trace. These people vanish without, like, anybody having any idea where they're going. Um, A lot of the times it's children, which is, you know, of course, very unfortunate. It'll also be the elderly or people who are disabled. A lot of people with German descent. Um, But they they 
pretty much just disappear into thin air. I mean, there's people, they walk around a tree and they're gone. And these are, these are big cases. It's not just like, you know, somebody's old wives tale that they're telling that's been, you know, circulating. I mean, it's happening. It's all over the news. So um, if you get a chance, please, please, please look into it because I really believe, and he doesn't draw this conclusion. I think he was looking for Bigfoot when he set out to like start doing this research right. because he, he's like a big, he's former law enforcement, but he's a big uh, Bigfoot advocate. But um, he started to find all these connections, like the issues with missing shoes or um, they'll find like the person's clothes. They'll never find the body, but they'll find the clothes folded neatly into a pile what? and it shows up. Yeah, and they 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 show up in places where the search and rescue's already checked over and over and over again, and it'll be like, uh, you know, two weeks later, the person's right where, where they have already tracked over and over. So, it's just bizarre. But you guys promise me that you will look into it. But I have to let you go. I have Absolutely. to. I have an appointment. So. Uh, Abby, great. I feel I feel like we could talk to you for hours. So before exactly. you go, tell everybody where they can uh, learn more about uh, you and what you do and what you offer. My website is michiganpsychicmedium.com, and I pretty much do everything. So everything from psychic readings to education. I do teach psychic development. Obviously, paranormal investigations is one of my things. So oh, I also do sidereal astrology. Abby, thank you so much. Maybe we, uh, we'll have you back on because I know you got more stuff oh, to tell yeah. us. <laughs> well, you guys just let me know. All right. Thank you thank so you much. So have a great much. day. No problem. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Whoa. Yikes. <laughs> My mind is still melting a little bit from that conversation. Yeah. So incredible. Uh, but why don't we take a quick break and then mm-hmm. we'll come back with some more thoughts on this. Sounds good. Yep. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Jerry, and I'm a comedian. So he thinks. And I'm Tracy, his wife. Um, for now. And we are the host of Hillbilly Horror Stories. We are mostly a paranormal podcast, but we do sprinkle in a little bit of true crime if it's creepy enough, and obviously all things unexplained. But mostly paranormal. Yep, I already said that. It's been said that we are scary enough for the true paranormal fan, but also entertaining and funny enough for the skeptics. Nobody said that. And most certainly did. I got it from a carrier pigeon along with a candy crusher quest. Just search for Hillbilly Horror Stories wherever you listen to podcasts and hit the subscribe button. And welcome back. All right. Uh, Nash, what in that uh, conversation with Abby really uh, hit home for you and stood out that... Uh, I know it was the cryptid thing. It, it was. It was. You know, we have talked at length about cryptids. Yeah. We've talked about Bigfoot. We've talked about werewolves, the Jersey Devil. She actually named some of the things that we were actually talking about. I know. And one of her theories that she had said was that they're all connected. 
not just as in their cryptids running around being mm-hmm. nutty out in the woods, but there could actually be the same creature. Right. Or UFOs. Uh, I just, the idea that these cryptids could all be the same creatures just showing up in different forms just throughout history and, our, and time. Right. Yeah. And what if they're all, it's what if aliens have been here um, since the dawn of man? I know. Maybe controlling. There are outcome uh, and, and shape shifting when they needed to do, um, you know, what would be terrifying uh, to somebody in the 16th century? Uh, maybe they just kind of, you know, because she was talking about how they can kind of shape shift right. and, and manipulate right. what, what we see. They could have been here all this time. So we keep thinking like one day aliens will come where I think they're already they're here. Like, bro, they're they've here. been here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who do you think taught us how to make beer? Come on, right? <laughs> right? Velcro, where'd that come um, from? Right. <laughs> but when she when she was talking about her experience with with you know the the aliens came and she had that that sleep paralysis. Yeah, right. Uh, right. it definitely uh, made me want to dive a little deeper in researching that because uh, again, uh, there's a lot of theories on it, but mm-hmm. I could see if aliens wanted to come and abduct you. I mean, uh, putting some type of uh, not spell, but a way to Paralyze you, so yeah. you couldn't do anything. You know, so e- easy to study, back. also easy to take away. Yeah. I go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, induce like adrenaline in your brain, so it could see how the human body works with fear and adrenaline mm-hmm. coursing through your veins. Right. That makes total logic to me. I, 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 I I've experienced um, sleep paralysis a couple times, and really? it's one of the most terrifying experiences that you will probably ever have. Oh my god, it's it's really terrifying. I've never seen little creatures or anything like that but i have heard like whispers that i can't quite understand what's going on that was me (laughs) 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 no but it's really it's truly terrifying so yeah um and also which um which he was talking about you know people uh that were being abducted Mm -hmm. right but they always talk about like their smells and they felt like they were in a cave like again right. we we, we feel like yeah I, we we talked about that a little bit but you know you do think like if you get abducted because right. there's a lot of movies that's come out recently um where you get sucked up in the ship mm-hmm. they do the mm-hmm. you know whatever they will feel like doing to you and spit you back out uh, but here i mean the whole time you could have been on earth and like in some cave and it might be was it alien was it some right. other uh, uh uh, creature we don't understand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like if it goes back, if, if aliens have been here since the dawn of man, obviously they would have bases, you know, underground. Yeah. Well, Again, I'm I'm going down like the strangest rabbit holes with my thoughts right now. Well, and that the UFOs could be do- appearing transdimensionally. We talked about this when we talked about the Hoibaku Forest. Yeah. About things coming through and and piercing the veil of our reality, taking people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I mean, that's she was talking about that dude's book. I know. Yeah, it, I know. Where people go missing in the national forest, right? But- and then they find folded clothes. <laughs> That's I'm what like, it, like freaked me out for a second. I was like, "What? <laughs> they find clothes folded up?" I'm like, "Well, first and foremost, I gotta find this book." But then I feel like, man, how awesome would that dude be to talk with? Right? right exactly. Wow. Exactly. No, and I mean, exactly. like, I guess whoever, or whatever is abducting you in these forests, apparently, it's very polite that it folds up your clothes so it's not, you know, all wrinkly. Maybe but... they worked at the Gap. <laughs> 
don't know. Maybe because they would know how to fold clothes. True story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what they do. Management of the Gap. We're looking at you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think the Gap are all? Oh, it's just a cover. It could be a cover. Yeah. <laughs> so like. Uh, that's just a way to study Sorry, to study human beings and oh, their shopping boy. habits That's and it. their fashion yeah. habits. Yeah. You yeah. know, they can use that data later somehow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I but, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Man. Man, I could not imagine, you know, doing the the, the, the paranormal investigations that she's done in like in ten different countries and three continents. I mean, the the I'm telling you, she has stories that we can Go weeks and weeks and I weeks, know. Yeah. and not even. I agree. You know, skim the surface of the stuff she's experienced. Yeah. Uh, super incredible. Um, I'm glad that uh, she made me feel okay about seeing the uh, Shadow Man. Mm-hmm. I know, me too. I was like, because I know that you were like, oh, I don't, I didn't tell my wife until a couple days later. But the next night, I saw a Shadow Man in our room as well. Did he have a top hat? I can't remember, mm. but it wasn't a very like you. It wasn't very formed. But. Right, that's what I was trying to explain to Abby. Like I always said, 3D. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it just didn't look like, you know, it was like a dude standing there where right. you're, 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 right. uh, you're like, a, holy crap. But it was just like, that's pretty odd-shaped shadow just yeah. standing in a corner. You know, it just right. seemed creepy. Right. Like, you know, Shadow Man was uh, being a little creeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure I just shut my eyes and I was like, what the? Well, it seems go it, back to sleep. Go back oh, to good. sleep. Because I feel like if. The shadow man that hangs out here, he's okay with if you just ignore him. He <laughs> right. just wants to watch. He's just hanging he's out. Oh, he's he's a out. creeper. He's a creeper. Oh, man. Sarlish. Yeah. <laughs> he's that, oh, he's no. that guy just standing in the corner. You know? like, hey, hey, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, you sleep. I'm just going to stand over here. Oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> what did you guys think about, um, she said that we all have spirits following us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether we, and I liked how she described that. You know, maybe it could have been a uh, family, uh, but it could have been, you know, somebody, you know, ghost, uh, you know, spirit you picked up uh, as you passed a grave- graveyard on the way right, to the pub. Right. Never put thought into that. No, I didn't either. I just assumed that they wanted to be attached to you for yeah. a reason. But... Or, yeah, like, so if you're, say, in a graveyard. Yeah. Right. Taking photos, doing, uh, what do you call those things, those rubbings on Etchings. old. Etchings. Rubbings on old stones. Yeah. Uh, like not I mean, is it, is it possible that one could just pick up on you yeah, and maybe. follow you around for a while? Just know. like, you just want to see what you're up to, what's happening, mm-hmm. Well, and try, trying to communicate? I don't know. You guys talked about a time when a spirit or maybe a djinn followed you home. You remember? You said it, you, you were somewhere and was it a ghost actually left with you guys and you had to actually stop and say, no, no, no. Mm. And you... No, uh, nothing followed us before we left uh, the the Reynolds death house in Gettysburg. Yes. That's, I think that's what it was. The uh, guy we were with, the the investigator, he said, "All right, so we're going to tell him You're it's not, not okay to follow us." <laughs> that's right. it. That's it. Do not follow us. And we've done that ever since. Yeah. Like even when we are down funk basement messing around, uh, kind of say it every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it work? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I found it. Makes in, me feel better. Right. <laughs> I found it incredibly reassuring to know that you can actually speak to them and mm-hmm. you don't have to, you know, you can actually loud, clear voice, be confident, speak and say like what you what you had just said. It's not okay if you come with us. No, stay here. Right. You know, and that's all you really need to do. Yeah. Right. Stay here at, at Funk. Yeah. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be we'll back. Don't yeah. worry. We'll see each other again. <laughs> right. You stay here. Do what you do. No, I think um, 
one of the things that I really liked hearing her say was that um that excuse me, I'm sorry. That uh y- you don't actually have to be a a legit psychic like everybody has this right. ability in a way and that you can if you want to talk to a family member that died or whatever and just just talk out loud and i loved hearing that from her like that she was like just mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. um you might be able yeah. to like feel something from this i thought so. that was interesting also that uh, we all have the ability have the ability yeah yeah you know it's not like uh, just a few people that you know but you just have to. I think she gave me the impression you just gotta just relax. Yeah, mm-hmm. just calm kinda, down and just just talk. Yeah, yeah. just kind of tune into it. A little and I don't know what you expect to get back, but it doesn't mean you didn't communicate. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Just because something didn't appear in front of you and uh, run around the room, <laughs> you could have. You know, if, I don't know. I know. Again, she's given me so many things to think about. I she's know. definitely right. flooded the show with like new topics for com- upcoming episodes. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. I definitely want to explore the gin more. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the alcohol, <laughs> even though well, it could be. Even helpful. though we might, yeah. we might include it on. The it show. might be a crossover show. Uh, that was fascinating. Again, uh, for her first paranormal investigation, sounds terrifying. I know. Right. <laughs> oh my right. God. Yeah, and again, and, uh, she's very, very busy. Had a short mm-hmm. time with her, but I definitely feel like we could have spent another couple hours. Just I know. To, hearing stories and, and just, just you know, picking learning. her brain. Yeah, right. right. Uh, that was awesome. Now. Speaking of awesome, you know what's awesome? <laughs> what? Chocolate milk. The Paranormal Punchers t-shirts. What? Just go to paranormalpunchers.com slash shop. You'll find a link to our store. Because our store is actually not on our website. It's just a link to the store. <laughs> it's easier to say paranormalpunchers.com slash shop. Just ask the boys from Funk. It's much easier just to say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, Christmas is coming. Yeah. Make a nice gift for somebody. I know. Um, go check that out. Now, uh, speaking of going to our website, hey. Go to the website uh, and send us a uh, message. Yeah. You know, after you hear this this episode, if you have any questions about uh, our thoughts on this, if you have any experiences like Abby did, you want right. to relay them to us. Send uh, them in. If you have a topic for us, right? Just yeah, fill Interact, out the form, yeah. hit send, or just go to you know paranormalpunchers at gmail That's mm-hmm. easy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what else, guys? That's really about it for me. I I uh, was just. It was just that whole experience was like beginning a book right. that is is daunting but exciting at the same time. I know. It was just like there's so much other, and some of it was kind of terrifying to hear her say it, but at the same mm-hmm. time it was like, oh, well, some of it's actually much better than what I was thinking it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, definitely uh, go learn more uh, about Abby and what she does at michiganpsychicmedium.com. I will definitely put a link in the show notes. Yeah. So you could find it there. Mm-hmm. Again, Abby, uh, one more time from all of us at Paranormal Punchers, thank you so much for yeah, spending time you. with us today. Yes, this is uh, very amazing, and I look forward to talking to you more about this, this interesting information. Yeah. Now, don't forget, uh, you want to be super interesting? Well, head on over to uh, iTunes and give us a review. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it, uh, it's free. It'll certainly make us feel great, and it helps our rankings in iTunes, which makes... Uh, us happy and more listeners can find us. So Definitely. it's a positive thing Definitely. to do. Um, yeah, learn more paranormalpunchers.com. I think I've said enough. That's all I could think of. <laughs> P-Punchers on Twitter. P-Punchers on Twitter. Yeah. All 
All right, as always, listeners, we love you. Thanks for hanging out, spending your time with us. We'll be back with some other uh, interesting topics. Yeah. Uh, until then, remember, if it's not weird. It's not worth checking out. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.